Well, there is no doubt that the coronavirus is going to change our lives and the way we do things on so many levels. So we wanted to start checking in regularly with our futurist and friend Nick Badminton to see how our world may change both in the short term and long term. And Nick Badminton is on the line and joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Nick, good afternoon. I trust you're staying well. I'm doing well. Thanks, Jeff. Good. Good to hear. All right. Today, we are going to discuss education, and I want to begin kind of in the short term. The premier, Doug Ford, was asked about this earlier this afternoon, whether or not May 4th, we're still going to see school restarted. He uh, would not to say that that is a definitive uh, date, that it's just too early to say that. But when our kids do eventually get back to school, Nick, how do you see school uh, unfolding? I mean, are desks going to be certain distances apart? Is there even going to be such a thing as recess uh, anymore? I, I, I can't really answer that question definitively, but I, I think that there's some, some interesting things happening. Uh, down in, out in Taiwan, they're actually uh, opening up restaurants again, but they're actually setting desks uh, a certain distance apart, I think about one and a half metres. And, and what's interesting is actually applying that in, in the schoolroom uh, would be a really smart idea at this time. Uh, whilst we sort of, you know, maintain decorum and we can go about the school day in as normal way possible. Yeah. Do you think that e-learning, and we're seeing that going on right now, the provinces uh, reached out to uh, parents, uh, having them go online with their kids to continue education in some form, in some shape or form in the interim. Do you find or are we going to find that e-learning is going to become even more prevalent? Yeah, you know, I think we're going to head towards a world of hybridized learning and we're going to have at home and at school learning. Uh, so it's really important for kids to be together for those social skills, the practical lessons like biology, chemistry and the such like uh, sports and fitness as well. But really, I do think that there could actually be a chance to put a percentage of the of the classes at home. And those kids can like wake up in the morning, get focused, sit down, not have to travel to school and be distracted by other kids get through some of those those lessons, maybe one or two days a week, and then get back to school for the other three days for the more in-person activities. I wanted to ask you about those in-person activities. Uh, sure, there's some advantages to e-learning or at-home learning that you just mentioned there, but aren't there some disadvantages in particular, not being face-to-face, not only with the teacher, but with your fellow uh, students? And Are we perhaps risking the, the loss of social skills? Yeah, absolutely. These these social skills are so very important as children are growing up. And interaction in groups as well. Learning those dynamics really gives us the skills to operate when we get out into the wider world of work. So it's incredibly important that that still stay as part of what we're doing. If we went 100% online, suddenly I think you're going to find a lot more children are going to be reclusive. Some are going to thrive and a lot are really going to suffer in those situations. Yeah. Is it going to be uh, traumatic, do you think, or is this just a different way of socializing that uh, we see this uh, next generation uh, you know, socializing online when it comes to uh, gaming? And uh, they, of course, have been ahead of the curve when it comes to things like FaceTime and Zoom that I think a, a lot of their parents and a lot of adults by necessity have had to uh, discover over the last couple of weeks. I think one of the most the the most concerning things that I've been uh, paying attention to and reading reports by Europol and other agencies as well is that as children are spending more time online, parents are leaving them uh, more unchecked, and those children are susceptible to having adults that are trying to build relationships with them. You know, these are adults that are unsolicited, 
communications. And that's actually a real worry for these social platforms, you know, gaming social media to get information or pictures or whatever. So we do have to be really careful at this time. Parents and teachers need to really speak to the children, make sure that there's some very clear rules about engaging online uh, so that this can actually work in a way that's going to be sensible and so that the children are protected as well. You know, I think that's an excellent point, Nick, because, uh, you know, parents, sometimes they leave uh, their kids in front of the uh, computer almost as a babysitter, right? Uh, Here, just watch this movie that will entertain you. That is not going to suffice when it comes to uh, education, that you need to be involved uh, with your child and their education. Yeah, absolutely. And and really, I think that these systems are going to be set up in place so that, you know, the activity online can be watched so that there isn't a distraction. There is a, a focus on activity. They're already starting to do this with exams where cameras can watch you and actually take exams and they can maintain the integrity of that process. So I think that now we have to walk that tightrope of of helping children, protecting children, but not necessarily uh, having surveillance for the sake of surveillance, but really oversight for the sake of making sure that the children get the education they need and that they're safe. Joined by futurist Nick Badminton as we discuss how our world may differ going forward uh, now and into the future after the COVID pandemic. We're talking about education here today. And as we uh, talk about uh, perhaps a greater dependency, if you will, on e-learning, Nick, is one of the things that we should be concerned about is kids' sports and fitness, how active they are, and is phys ed, uh, is it, can it be uh, replaced? Not really. I mean, obviously, if, if, a, if a kid is at home and they're, they're working or maybe they're with their brothers and sisters, uh, they can get out and they, they can run around and uh, hit the bikes and, and stay fit that way. I think uh, team sports actually uh, teaches you an interesting dynamic uh, out in the world. Uh, and, and we see this in the workplace as well. You know, we have leadership and, and we have delegation. We have ways of working out everyone's role in the team. So I think these, these are really formative years. And it's really important to, to see um, kids in those dynamics and to really have teachers and parents foster that kind of collaboration because that's what's needed in the world uh, today more than ever. Yeah, just finally, Nick, are we also going to have to examine and look at the curriculum and what we're teaching our kids and what they're learning? Are the skill sets, uh, are they changing and is education changing with it? I've been speaking with education authorities for a long time back in the UK and in North America as well. And, you know, been been sort of hoping that they're going to start to start to see how the curriculum can can evolve, because really we're in a world where you know, people are starting their own businesses younger and younger, that entrepreneurship, design skills, you know, art, art and science and technology and math is, is great. But really actually adding a veneer of of being able to do something more with their own uh, with their own careers when they hit the world. What's what's really interesting is that a lot of children aren't going to have a normal career. They're not going to be in a job for 30, 40 years. They're going to be hitting the road running. They're going to be starting their own company. So why don't we change the curriculum so we can actually empower Canadian entrepreneurs at, at a very young age and, you know, really bolster the economy in that way? 
Well, listen, pre-coronavirus, I think we all said change is happening at a more rapid pace than ever. And one thing's for sure, there is more rapid change ahead as we deal with and come out of this pandemic. And as I mentioned off the top, I think we're just scratching the surface. This is just only one topic, and we hope to check in with you regularly, uh, Nick, on uh, different issues and uh, topics and how our world uh, might change uh, into the future, my friend. I'd love to chat some more, Jeff. We will for sure. Nick, thanks. Really appreciate the time this afternoon. Thanks so much, Jeff. Take care.